Hello, welcome to Running Out of Time, The Fight with Cancer. I'm your host, Rob Hoffman. Thank you for listening today. Episode 6, Self-Worth. Hey everyone, Uh, this episode we're going to talk about self-worth. What brought this up? I had a great conversation uh, with some friends and some... uh, co-workers essentially talking about self-worth and what was brought up was why do we feel the need to be hard on ourselves all the time uh as an example oh i'm so stupid i didn't think of this or oh man this guy is getting a promotion and i'm not i'm so worthless and you know it goes in a range of different things but i think today our society has become pretty driven with self-depreciation um, I have one of my best friends that it's been a part of his life um, for as long as I've known him, but he's been pretty hardcore on himself, um, on feeling worthless, which blows my mind because he's probably one of the most intelligent people I've ever met in my entire life, yet he goes through such doubt on everything on a daily basis, and you know what? I've, I do it. I'm guilty of it. Um, I'm really trying hard to get out of the perfectionist mind frame that I have to be on and good and good to go all of the time. Um, we kind of, um, touched on this in the sorry for being sorry in episode three, but this is getting into more of the self-evaluation aspect and, you know, just, I'm going to share with you, you know, what I'm working on and you know, if it, if it works for you, it sounds like something that you want to try, then, hey, I say have at it. You know, give it a try. So, continuing on with the, you know, the, the self-hate, essentially. We really need to start looking at things differently in the fact that you are a person. You have certain rights, you know, and not to sound cliche, but you do have a right to happiness. You know, it's, it's, it's even if you're a United States citizen, you know, it's supposed to be something that we're supposed to have a right towards, even though, uh, and a lot of times it doesn't seem like it. Um, that's for sure with the, you know, with the shit show of government and everything else going on right now. Um, but you do, you have the right to be happy And you have the right to see yourself as a positive and productive person. Unless, of course, you're a shitbag. I I jest. Um, But kind of half serious there. You know, you have to define between the two aspects of... Can I improve my situation because I'm being kept down? Or, you know, from external factors, essentially. Or am I keeping myself down? Um, you have to be honest with yourself with that. And if I'm honest with myself, I think it's pretty 50, 50. I have situations where there's external factors, um, that, you know, are keeping me down. And then I have personal and individual factors that I can improve myself that I'm keeping myself down. Part of this moving forward to building a better positive environment for myself and a positive future you know, however long that future is. Um, and I only, I say that as, as a result that we're not guaranteed time. 
a lot of people think that you can put off, put off, put off, and there's always going to be time. Um, there's not. There's no guarantee on time. So quit putting stuff off. Forget about the future aspect um, for a majority of things and start living for today. Be positive in your interactions and your self-evaluation because we're all trying, right? As long as you're moving forward, as long as you're trying to better and trying to improve, you can't be too hard on yourself. And this is a huge thing with with people with disabilities, especially long-term disabilities. You know, you run into a quicksand and you feel worthless because you can't do specific things you may have been able to do in the past or you've never been able to do. So I'll give you a personal example that I can share with you, which is, you know, I've talked before about being involved in film. And so I've been fortunate enough to do a lot of things on a lot of different films. But it's been hard for me because I love filmmaking so much. It has become a huge passion that has helped carry me through a lot of hard times, especially recently. But recently... I've identified um, and have been, you know, requested for several several films on, on various things. And because of the stuff that I'm going through right now, the issues with my spine um, and all the other stuff, it precludes me from being able to successfully achieve the level that I would want within the film industry, which is a higher level caliber than other than going down for a couple of days or doing minor roles Um, or minor tasks as a producer, you know, on big films, um, where I would love to be a part of it from start to finish. But if I'm honest with myself, my body's not at a point where it can handle that. So that's aggravating to me because I know in my mind I would do very well and I could be even more accomplished. So it's easy to get down on myself, but then I go back and if I'm honest and I honestly review what I've accomplished so far, it's pretty great. I've been a part of a lot of films, you know, and a lot of people either quit or wash out at a certain point, you know, and I have it. And I've started building a pretty decent and respectable resume, especially as a producer um, and starting to as a director and actor here and there. Um, And that's the positive aspect. Do I need to get down on myself because I can't sign on to a big Hollywood production, you know, that's running, you know, 12 weeks or, you know, stuff like that? No. I accept the fact that, you know, I I would love to do that and I can't do that at this point. But again, being honest with myself, I I can only do what I can do and I'm going to work at improving myself. And hopefully maybe get one day, hopefully get to that. And if I can't, then I'm going to find a way to participate, whether if it's in just a, again, minor role or more of a short-term capacity. But here's, here's, here's the thing. At one point, I was working for the VA, and I was uh, the administrator for advanced cardiac life support and basic life support. And I had to make the decision to walk away from it because of my spine. Um, Continuing to teach and having to do uh, chest compressions on dummies to demonstrate in classes. Um, 
and such was horrendous wear and tear on my back. I couldn't do it anymore. I got to a point where I got hospitalized um, due to the wear and tear on my back for a bit, and I had to walk away from it. I never would have thought in a thousand years I would get into the film industry, um, but I answer a call for a photographer in L.A. Um, at a, a red carpet event, essentially, and I put myself out there, and it worked out. I did the best with what I had, which was nowhere near the caliber of what Hollywood photographers used, but I did a good enough job with the equipment I had because I became proficient at that equipment over the years that I was invited back for more red carpet events, essentially. That led to me meeting individuals in the business, quote-unquote, and being invited on projects. And so I started working myself up through project to project, whether it was just as a background actor, you know, or small producing things I could do here and there, location coordination, whatever, you know, the various aspects that my body could handle. And so that was almost seven years ago. And now I can tell you that on my IMDb, I have 32 movies as a producer. Um, I've met some of the most fantastic actors and actresses that I never thought in a thousand years uh, I would ever meet, let alone have conversations with, long conversations, or become friends with. It, it's just absolutely fantastic. And that's only because I put myself out there. Uh, what does this have to do with you? If there's something that you want to do, don't wait. Do not wait. Figure out a way to do it and do it now. If you're doing something that you love, it's going to affect you positively for your mental health, your life, the whole aspects. Um, you know, maybe worst case scenario, you'll get in there and there's that old adage that of uh, never meet your heroes. But anything, even negative experiences, can be positive because you can learn from mistakes. You can learn from crappy people that you thought were going to be great and move on, you know, and move on armed with additional knowledge. And so there's just no reason to, to put things off and, and to go forward because if I, I would have... And at that time, I didn't think that, you know, I wasn't sure that I was good enough to even be down there and to compete initially, let alone keep going, especially with everything that I've got going on now. It turns out that the film field for me is is saving my life because I'm making some fantastic films. Um, well, I think and hope that they're fantastic films, but I'm being positive. They're They're definitely fantastic to work on. And I have met some of the most incredible people that I never would have met if it wasn't for film and have made some best friends as a result of that. Um, it's just been fantastic. And again, that's because I put myself out there, um, you know, and I'm now in a position where, uh, you know, I've, I've had experience now for several years. I'm fortunate enough to be a professional producer, um, and director and you know it's it it all would have never have happened if i wouldn't have taken that leap am i where i would ultimately like to be no not yet but i hope to be you know one day um and so again there's my uh 
one of my dogs that loves to talk in the background, so she's going to serenade you, apparently, while we are talking. But, uh, yeah, so don't uh, put off what you want to do today. Just get it done. Kind of an interesting segue, though, with uh, talking about dogs. Um, That's a big aspect, too, for me that I found getting through things. Um, So going back... um, you know, I know this is this is a bit off of uh, off of topic for uh, self worth, but it kind of ties in. Um, so when I first got out of the military, I was devastated that I'd lost that career because all I ever wanted to be was a soldier, and I was going to be a career, and I was going to be an officer, and the whole nine yards. And so that was an extremely difficult loss uh, when I was medical out of the military in only nine years, and it it was devastating. It was absolutely devastating. I'm not going to lie. Um, I had really real dark times as a result, but one of the best things to come out of that is um, I got a black lab uh, female, named her Mia, M-I-A, missing in action, Um, but she was one of the fantastic, most fantastic um, friendships that I had that helped me get through very difficult times because it's amazing how much you can do when you have to take care of someone or something else versus self-care. And so this is where it ties back around. It's easy to say that you need to take care of yourself, but let's face it for a lot of people, it's extremely difficult. One, we might not feel like we deserve it or we're in relationships where we feel like we have to cater to other people or, um, you know, there's, there's a whole laundry list of, of potentials there. But the fact is, we do deserve it. And we have to take care of self-care, irregardless of what the situation is. Because it's the old adage, uh, as an EMT, you can't rescue someone else if you can't rescue yourself. So you have to take care of yourself first. So in this case, Mia was one of the best things for me, and the equivalent of a therapy dog as a result of having to take care of her and look out for her and you know just do things and be with her that friendship friendship with dogs are so amazing they're not assholes like cats you know um and they're always so excited to see you when you come through the door no no matter how long you've been gone even to the point of clawing the shit out of you they're so excited which you know um we've got one of those but it can't get mad because the look on her face, you know, and her being so happy for you to to come home is a huge thing. So even if you're you're alone in life, you don't feel like you have friends or family, you know, this is a potential aspect to look into. If you feel that you can properly take care of and nurture a pet, I would suggest looking into it. And for me, dogs are that wonderful addition that helped take care of me as much as I take care of them and you know it's just been fantastic Um, and they help give you that self confidence as well because they look up to you to take care of them and do things with them and they're always happy when you do you know so that's one of those um, I don't know if I want to say augments but it's something that could potentially help you and I know that you know Again, it's worked for me and and has been fantastic. But getting back on to self-care, 
Um, I'll give you another example that's that's been great for me. So I grew up in Butte, Montana, and so bagpipers were a huge aspect of life and still are there. Uh, St. Patrick's Day, it's one of the largest St. Patrick's Days um, in the United States. So used to having celebrities and all kinds of people go to Butte for St. Patrick's Day. But the best part of all of that for me were the bagpipers. I've always loved the bagpipers. Um, and so uh, even when I, the day that I enlisted, I enlisted on St. Patrick's Day in 95 and had a bagpiper um, from the Edmonton police uh, pipe us in for our swearing ceremony, which was absolutely fantastic. And I'll, I'll, I never forgot that. So fast forward um, to it was about 2016, 2015, um, I had a massive stroke. I don't know what caused it. They weren't able to figure out if it was a blood clot or a migraine or whatever it was. All I know is I lost uh, everything on the left side. Um, was paralyzed the whole nine yards. Um, this is one of the cases the VA ER really came through for me. They hit me with TPA. Um, and then I was life flighted up to Great Falls to the hospital up there. But thanks to the TPA, I started regaining um, use of the left side. And then after therapy for a few months, I have almost no deficits as a result of that. Why am I telling you this? Because as soon as I got good enough um, from the rehab, um, you know, that I could stand and have full motion of my arm and, and all of that, I went... And I found a bagpipe instructor uh, named Beth Foster because I had always wanted to learn the pipes. And so I got to a point where, you know, hey, I almost died as a result of this stroke. It was a horrible, horrible experience. And I've been putting off, you know, bagpiping, becoming a bagpiper, learning uh, whatever you want to call it. And I wasn't going to do it anymore. And so... I gave her a phone call, we had a chat, and uh, she explained to me that, you know, the def, or the percentages are against you to become a bagpiper, because you start out on a channer, then you transfer over to a bagpipe, and that loses a huge amount of uh, students. You have to memorize the music, there's, there's a whole huge aspect of bagpipes that I can get into another time. But what it amounts to is I told her I was going to become a bagpiper. It didn't matter what the chances were. It didn't matter, you know, that 80 or 90% never even make it through to become a full bagpiper. Um, you know, and I did it. I went in there. I started taking lessons. I did everything that I could to learn and um, started with the channer and then when i had the transition to the bagpipes was it difficult it was at first but i kept at it because i wasn't going to take no for an answer i knew i was going to be a bagpiper one day and as a result of that beth foster has become one of my best friends um you know and her husband george i, I love them to death by walking in there and doing that by meeting them and by saying that i am not gonna um you know, I'm, I'm not going to take no for an answer. I'm not going to put it off anymore. I'm going to learn how to play the bagpipes. And then I was blessed to become part of the first special service force, uh, Pipes and Drums of the Black Devils, or the Devil's Brigade, as they're otherwise known. Um, and 
be able to serve these fantastic men that fought in World War II and the Devil's Brigade as well as Special Forces as a whole. I've met the commander and the command sergeant major of Special Forces two times over, you know, after change of command. I've met so many Special Forces soldiers in different units and associations. I've had the privilege of piping in drop zones uh, when they're doing their uh, parachuting qualifications or other qualifications. I've met uh, active duty bagpipers and have switched kilt pins with them or, you know, um, trinkets here and there, um, you know, to one of the most memorable was a soldier in the 19th Special Forces. Um, I gave him my kilt pin and he gave me um, his combat braid that he carried with him in Afghanistan and Iraq and his multiple uh, deployments. And that, that was huge. So why 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 did i get into such detail about this the swings back around to always wanting to be a soldier i was medically separated i lost that career but this gave me a way to continue to serve was i in the military no but i could still make an impact for people in the military and specifically for the special forces community i played um 47 funerals and i you know and that's been an experience itself i never thought that i would be a lone bagpiper at a funeral and play amazing grace and have the ability to have everyone in the audience in tears because of my performance i got to do that even though i lost my career but still be of service in another capacity I was extended an invitation to the trials for special forces. I turned it down and that's a huge mistake that I made because, you know, I, I don't know why. I just, I didn't do it. I take advantage of it when I was fit enough and, and would have been able to probably have a pretty successful um, future in it, you know, and that's one of the things that, that I regret. Um, but I've been able to make that up and still be a part of the special forces community in a way that I never, ever thought was possible. And I did that because I walked in and said, I want to learn the bagpipes. And it's, it's led to much more than that. I wish, you know, I could go into a lot more on it. Maybe I will in the future, but those are some stories for me where it's worked. Um, so again, I circle back around to, don't put off what you want to do. You owe it to yourself to one, be happy and to two, follow your dreams. And it doesn't matter what those dreams are unless it's, you know, something that's disturbing. Um, you know, I, I say this in jest, you know, like, um, well, I won't even, <laughs> won't even give examples if it infringes on other people and their dreams don't do it, you know, but you have the right to happiness. You have the right to pursue your dreams. You're the person that has to make it happen. And if one door closes, I guarantee you there's other doors or there's other ways to make it happen. Is it going to be the way that you thought it was going to be in your mind initially? Probably not. But it can be equally, if not more, um, self-fulfilling if you just follow that path. So... I'd like to thank all my listeners again for tuning in. It's great talking and having this time with you. 
Um, I'm going to start working on a way to submit questions. And so I can talk about questions and specific topics that you, the listeners send in to me, um, and just kind of take it from there and, and we'll see where this crazy train goes. Um, and I don't say that negatively. It's good to have a little crazy in your life. So thank you for tuning in and I'll talk to you next time. Thanks. You've been listening to Running Out of Time, The Fight with Cancer. I'm Rob Hoffman, your host. Thank you again for contributing towards this broadcast, and I look forward to seeing you next time.